In France, Catherine Field, very good morning. Good morning, Mike. This, this dreadful stabbing of the teacher and the security alert and uh, the terrorism fair, how, how edgy and angsty is the place at the moment? It's not that angsty, really, unless you are actually somewhere where you, you are at risk, and that is synagogues, schools, transport hubs. The rest of the time, you can probably go about your life and not really notice that. But I think everyone was just so shocked on Friday uh, when news came through that that 57-year-old French teacher in a school in the northern French city of Arras had been stabbed to death and two of his colleagues had also been injured. Uh, yes, immediately the French government swung into action, put that additional 7,000 soldiers onto the street. That's on top of the 10,000 that are usually there. Uh, and it is a worry, I think, Mike, because not only is there this, you know, this fear of attacks that were that are linked to events in the Middle East, but also this great concern that uh, you know, there is still an element of young people, young men in France who feel alienated, still do not feel as though they're part of the community here. Well, and then we get to the re-examination of these files of radicalised people. So if, if they find, I mean, how many are there and where do they deport them to, back to where they came from? <laughs> Back to where they came from. Now, this, of course, has come up because the suspect in the stabbing of the teacher last week, he came from Chechnya, northern Caucasus region of Russia. Uh, now, of course, this attack last Friday, Mike, came on the eve of the third anniversary of the killing of a heading of another school teacher here in France. Also, he was killed uh, by a Chechen Muslim refugee here in France. So the question is, you know, particularly with this one last Friday, was it a couple of years ago he was actually should have been deported because his right to stay in France was rejected. So the minister has gone through all this with the Justice Department and also with the Interior Ministry and said you've got to go back through all these cases. Now what they're particularly looking at are some 193 youths who are on that watch list for extremist views and could possibly uh, have inspire some sort of attack if not by them, by someone else. Uh, now, you know, you just look at it, Mike, we're looking at, what, 189 anti-Semitic attacks since the unrest in the Middle East just over a week ago, 65 arrests. So what they're saying is you have a look at people who should have been deported, get them on planes, make sure the paperwork's all done. But I think, you know, the Interior Minister came out and said, keep it in perspective, but since there has been this unrest, in the Middle East, uh, it said there has been what he described an atmosphere of jihadism within France. As a tournament host, how much air has gone out of the room? <laughs> Quite a lot, I have to tell you that, Mike. <laughs> uh, it was it was a very cold night for the French. Yeah, Sunday night at Stade de France, losing to the defending champion South Africa. Uh, Mike, really, you know, we've gotten over the you know the last what twenty hours when there was talk that it was you know, bad refing, you know, terrible. The ref wasn't up to the job. Uh, I think now, just looking at some of the sports papers, like Kip, and and seeing some of the sports channels, essentially they're getting down to. Uh, a couple of problems with Les Bleus. One, they're just not physically, technically up to the same level as South Africa over the weekend. But also questioning, you know, Mike, whether or not French rugby's got too many foreign players in their teams. 
Yeah, when you look at particularly the one that made the big news, that charge down by Kobe when Thomas Ramos was going for the conversion, saying, well, you know, Kobe knew Ramos because they've been playing in the same club here for years and mm. years. And so, that, you know, these guys, they're invited here to play, then they go back and play their countries, and they take back all the know-how about some of the French players who make it into the main team. And, of course, the other thing that they're coming up with is, you know, there's just too much French club rugby. These players were tired by the time they got to early July when they met to start the campaign to uh, win the cup on home turf. It's a shame. I would have liked to have seen us and you or us and the French. Uh, but uh, I, I take it, though, if, uh, from the French point of view, if we won, that would be most welcome, wouldn't it? Because you're not certainly not backing England and you got beaten by South Africa and no one, no one backs, um, you know, Argentina. Well, I th- you know, you're quite right there. There's something still about that connection between, you know, Les Bleus, the French, and the All Blacks. Yeah, they wouldn't be too unhappy if at the end of the day it was uh, the All Blacks that lifted that trophy at the Stade de France. Fantastic, Catherine. Catch up next week. Appreciate it as always. Catherine Field in France for us this Tuesday morning. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.